Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. Most traditional networking just sucks ass. You got a bunch of broke people sitting around trying to sell each other. So here's what I'll tell you. The only way to make networking successful is you got to be able to go out and drum up your own business. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Donnie Bovine here, CEO and founder of Success Champion Networking. And I want to jump in before this episode gets fully going and let you know that this is a special, unique episode. We typically interview some of the best of the best around the world, but we thought we'd highlight some of our amazing members inside of Success Champions. So what we did is, or I should explain, every Thursday is part of your membership inside of Success Champion Networking. We have a session that's called Becoming a Champion. It's a one-hour training where we teach, we train, and you get a lot of opportunities to network with all the members throughout Success Champions Networking. So for this episode, we asked them to come up with a bunch of questions to ask Kevin and I about networking, sales, business development, and let's take a deep dive into uh, some of the things that we've found that are not your traditional networking thoughts and are more of your top tier elite networking strategies. So enjoy this episode. Uh, shout out to all the champions inside of SCN, man. We just really appreciate you guys. And I'm telling you, if you're listening to this and you haven't visited a chapter yet, you need to make that happen. All right, Kevin. So you and I have been networking for a ridiculous amount let, of years. Yeah, let, let's let's not use years because we right, don't need right. to share to how tell, old we are to everyone. I mean, if a millennial is watching this, then or listening to this, then <laughs> they're going to instantly turn off because they realize they're talking to two fucking grandpas. <laughs> so, um, the biggest thing that I found is most people don't actually know what networking is. And truth be told, networking was created by a bunch of broke ass people that didn't know how to sell. I mean, literally, if you go listen to the, the story of the biggest networking organization on the planet, he literally tells you that he lost his number one client, had no idea how to get new clients. So he had to bring a whole bunch of people together to hopefully could introduce him to new business. I mean, so, so the idea of networking and let's also be honest, we all found networking because our sales were fucking up and we weren't bringing enough business in. So we go to Google and we type in, how do I find more clients? And networking pops up and all of a sudden like this holy grail light beam comes out of the sky and we think we found our fucking solution to networking. Or, no. or people are like, oh, I don't want to do cold calling anymore. <laughs> oh, I, I don't want to prospect, you know, this networking. They, they think there's this easy button thing where they can go, oh, I network. And now my pipeline's going to be filled. That's not how this works. It's yeah. literally not how any of this works. 
So today, what we're going to really going to walk through is just a lot of the freaking strategies and shit we do that really takes networking completely out of the box, give you some new ideas and things to talk about. And we're also going to do this in a really unique way. So we run Success Champion Networking. We have the fastest growing networking organization on the planet. And every Thursday as part of that training, we do what's called Becoming a Champion. And when inside there, this is for all of our members to come and attend that event. So for the first time only, I've got almost 30 people staring at me on screen that we're going to allow them to ask us questions as we talk about networking. So they're going to join in on this, but you'll get a feel and a taste for what happens every Thursday inside of Becoming a Champion, which is inside of our Success Champion Networking uh, thing as, as a whole. Uh, Kevin, why don't you start us off? And I really want you to talk specifically about trigger words, but do it as it's a first time meeting somebody, you're sitting down, you're having a virtual coffee, you know, one-on-one -on -one with somebody else. How does somebody use trigger words to really get that conversation going and open doors for them? Yeah, trigger words is super key to being able to figure out how you can actually make introductions and quality, quality introductions and quality referrals to people. Most times when you get into a virtual coffee, people are really super focused on telling you who they do business with and who they need to meet, but it's all demographic focus. It's like, yeah, I meet with these types of businesses or I meet with, you know, my ideal client is a woman who's in her 40s and has 2.6 kids and is looking at doing this. And they give you all that specific demographic stuff, which is really awesome. It's cool to, if, to be able to paint that picture. But for me to be able to actually make really good introductions and get the right people talking to my referral partners and my networking partners, I need to understand the trigger words. So specifically, what words are, the, are your ideal clients saying that's going to let me know that, oh my God, they need to meet Nicole? Oh, this person so needs to meet Jeff. You know, what things should I be listening for? And people are so used to just saying, oh, yeah, I, you know, I want to meet the, the business banker. Well, okay, why? How do I know it's the right business banker? So what I tell people when I'm training uh, on this concept is I want them to think about what the significant life event is that is going on in their world that makes them say, oh my God, I need you, all right? And then with that event, so for example, let's talk about realtors for a little bit because they're one of my favorite examples for this. A significant life event for an ideal client for a realtor is someone that just got hired as a C new C-suite member in a company in a different city. So that is the trigger event, you know, major life event. They got to pack up their whole family, move them across the country, got to move the household, the cats, the dogs, everything, you know, the, the hamster. Uh, so that trigger event is really cool. But then the next step after that is, all right, so what are people going to say that lets me know that that is happening in their world? You know, what are those trigger words? What should I be listening to? What Questions should I ask to find out about if that's going on in their world? This morning, I was working with a, a visitor in one of our groups who's actually from a university, and he works, work. he's an outreach specialist that works with businesses in their community to place their graduates. So we were talking about the whole talent pipeline concept and how people how businesses manage that so we got really into all right so what's going on that causes them to have a pipeline issue and then all right so how do i ask that and that those trigger questions to get the trigger words that come out are really key because especially in some industries you have to ask it a certain way or you're going to get in trouble i had a member once who did uh health and weight loss for women and she couldn't understand why she was not getting introductions from the members of her group and i was like well 80% of your group is men. We've been taught over the years and <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, we're not telling you, hey, my wife, she's yeah. fat. Can you work with her? You can't yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are not going to go up to a woman that we know and say, hey, I know someone you should talk to. <laughs> that is not a conversation we've ever been trained on how to do. And she's like, oh, my God, I never thought about that. I'm like, yeah, you got to teach us what we need to listen for and then what we need to say in that situation so we can make the introduction and not get slapped. 
Yeah, I love it. That's you know, the thing. Oh, we get literally smacked around. You know, for me, one of the things that that I used to do when I was doing sales training is I would tell people I'm looking for the companies that just did a rebranding of their company because usually they'll yeah. think about the all the colors and all the stuff, but they don't think about the sales strategy of the rebranding. So we was a good place for us to stick in, or we would tell people. You know, what companies are you do you know that are proactively looking to hire a vice president of sales or a sales manager? Because those became key trigger moments for us for people to go, ooh, I just heard about XYZ company who's looking for this. It was a great place for us to slide into those particular conversations. Yep. So what I, what people need to understand is when you do a virtual coffee, the goal of that virtual coffee is to open doors for the other person. And try and make as many freaking introductions to that person as you possibly can. And it blows me away the number of people are like, you know, I'm doing all these virtual coffees, but I'm getting nothing out of it. I'm like, well, who are you introducing people to? How are you opening doors to people? What are you doing to help other people out? And they're like, well, I go in and I tell them about me and what we do. And I find out about them. And then they walk away from the call and there's nothing happened. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing on the call? Right. Go open doors for people. It's crazy to me. All right. So we're going to open it up to a few questions from uh, some of the members in here. So they're raising their hand to ask these questions. And uh, so they're going to introduce themselves, name of their company and their questions. And the first one up is Miss Hildy. Hi, I'm Hildy. I sell swag for a living. Name of my company that I worked Geiger, but everybody knows me as Hildy.com. And my question is, how do you inspire people to show up? in these meetings in order to be successful when they just joined SCN and they've never networked before. Love it. Love it. So uh, it, it's really interesting to me that people will sign up for something and then do nothing with it. I, I've, I've never understood the logic behind that myself, but if you're going to spend $47 a month, do yourself a favor and show up. But I've found that one of the coolest things you can do as soon as somebody joins is for as many people in the group as possible to grab a virtual coffee with that person and start making as many introductions for them as you possibly can. The volume of those introductions right out the gate. Remember, we're not talking referrals. Referrals means, you know, you're given an introduction to somebody and there's a sales call attached to the back end. An introduction is two people go meet. I think some good synergy will happen and you'll probably have a great conversation and so maybe some good things will come out of it. So when that new person joins a chapter, as fast as you can, get them as many introductions as possible and they're going to see so much tremendous value because one of my favorite things is when I hear a message from a new member going, holy crap, I joined SEN and my calendar filled up. Yep. Uh, they're like, I literally had to stop taking virtual coffees because everybody was opening doors for me. So that's it's just been the fastest you know trick I've seen. Kevin, you want to throw anything at that? Yeah, so this is the part of the meeting where I get to say my favorite phrase to Donnie. Not everyone's like you, Donnie. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of times when people join a new organization, they don't know what is ac acceptable. They don't know what's appropriate, how they should be acting, what their behavior should be. They they want it. They want their membership to be successful. It's not like they're like, oh, I'm just going to sit back and do nothing, but they don't know what to do. So it's really key to get them active right away and kind of someone to take them by the hand and help them understand, hey, here's this is what a virtual coffee is and set it up and help them figure out who they need to meet with in the group and introduce them to this whole concept. Hey, you can go visit the other groups. You can you need to come to becoming a champion. You need to go do these things. That's the whole reason we created the, that group mentor position within the leadership team was to help those new members figure stuff out faster because no one wants to look stupid no one wants to look weird and not do the things that are expected of them uh, so a lot of times people will instead of going out on a limb and risking looking dumb they'll kind of sit back and kind of wait and figure stuff out so if you have that person your group mentor or if that you want to do it because you love doing virtual coffees you know you get that new member you should be reaching out as soon as you find out that they're a member and say hey Let's do a virtual coffee because I want to figure out who I know that I you need to be introduced to. So, you know, get helping them get involved is really super key. Otherwise, they may be timid and, and be a little shy and, and hang hang back. Love it. Love it. Next up, Miss Christy Phillips. 
Hi, I'm Christy Phillips, and my company is a little bit of apparel and promos. We're here to help you with all your promotional needs. My question is, is when you are out networking, how do you get away from the small businesses to the larger businesses? Because I network two times a day, and I will honestly tell you it's all small business mainly. Love it. Love it. Great question, Christy. So here's what I'll tell you. Most traditional networking just sucks ass. You got a bunch of broke people sitting around trying to fucking sell each other. So here's what I'll tell you. The only way to make networking successful is you got to be able to go out and drum up your own business. If you cannot sell, networking is going to suck for you. Are you a business owner or a leader looking to take your business to the next level? Then listen up because the Champion Summit is the event for you. At the Champions Summit, you'll learn about the latest techniques for growing and scaling your business from some of the most badass speakers in the business development arena. They'll motivate, engage, enlighten, and spur you on to greater productivity. But that's not all. You'll have a chance to network with other ambitious entrepreneurs from across the region and the USA, building your circle of influence and learning from others who have been where you are. And the best part, there's no pitching, no selling from stage, only 100% value and tools to help you go big. The Champion Summit will help you focus all of your passion, ideas, and goals into action that leaps your business forward. So what are you waiting for? If you're looking for new ways to grow and scale your business, the Champion Summit was created to provide you with actionable and implementable tactics that allow you to build the business of your dreams. Register now and unleash your true potential. The Champion Summit, creating freedom from the hustle and grind. Find more details at successchampionnetworking.com backslash champions hyphen summit. So most times what you're going to find is to get into the bigger networking groups and conversations with people who are doing bigger deals and opening bigger doors means you've got to be able to bring value to that room. Right. So you've got to literally be able to go out on your own cold call, cold prospect, go sell and find your own business and be able to bring that business back to your network. Because if not, you'll just feed off the network and they'll stop inviting you, stop letting you be a part of it. And what I find is most people, they're only relying on networking because they think networking is going to be the thing that grows their business. If you only network, you will fail, period, in a story, right? Networking is a portion of your business development strategy, not the entirety of it. So if you want into the big rooms, you'll get invited into the bigger rooms when you're able to go after the bigger clientele because you're going to start talking and having bigger conversations with people who are doing these big, bigger and better, more awesome deals. And just what I found over the years, especially when I was doing a lot of local networking, is if I went out and just looked for all the groups, I found all the small broke people who couldn't sell. And so it was all desperation. So what I started doing is I literally started going out, getting my own business, finding other people through other networking events and everything and bringing them into my world. And that's basically how we created SCN was we were just bringing a bunch of badasses together that could sell, bringing them again and say, oh, cool, let's all go be badasses, go out and sell and let's bring that all back together and let's help each other rise up. Um, that's worked really well. Kevin? Yeah, you have to network up. If you want to get into bigger businesses, uh, you have to be networking where they're at. You can't be networking in a room that is full of MLMs, for example, because yeah. they're never going to get you in. Dude, it's a surefire way. If you walk in, there's an MLM there, just walk out. It is not worth your time. So you need to, yeah, you need to figure out where those people do their thing. So you need to really understand who your prospects are and who your clients are that you want to be working with and then figure out, all right, so where do I find them? Do I need to get involved on a uh, nonprofit board? Do I need to get involved uh, in a certain organization? Do I need to be, you know, uh, one of the Donnie's things that he did was he got on the board for a construction professional association. He didn't want to sell to the construction companies at all. 
but he got on the board because now he had access to them and he was now valuable to the people that he actually wanted to sell to. So you really need to understand how you get access to those people because that's going to really shape how you go network and where you need to be doing your networking. You know, uh, Donnie and I, I, I came to Fort Worth a last year around, uh, actually, a, it would have been a little over a year ago for uh, the Cowtown Warriors Ball. And that room was filled with all those bigger, bigger, higher level individuals. So, you know, it's finding those types of events and those causes and those uh, those activities where those people congregate and they network because they know, hey, this is going to be filled with the people I want to interact with. You need to be getting into those rooms as well. So you really have to be doing your homework on who you want to be networking with and getting in front of so that you can find where they're doing and what they're active in. Yeah, dude, that's such a great point. A lot of those bigger networking things, you're going to pay to get into them. I mean, like the Cowtown Warrior Ball was a $5,000 table to be in amongst seven generals and CEOs. I mean, it was the top of the Fort Worth Club, which is a nice club here in Fort Worth. You know, there was a couple hundred people sitting at all these tables, and they all were people who could afford $5,000 tables, just to put it in perspective. So you just got to get yourself in those rooms. Let's go up for next. We have Steve Wallace. Hey, everybody. Steve Wallace, Chief Revenue Officer with Maverick App, a prospecting automation machine. And guys, my question for you is this. Uh, for the people who are aware that they're in a networking conversation, not a referral, an introduction created by networking, and you identify that you have an opportunity to help the person professionally that you're speaking with, what advice do you have for people that don't want to get pitch slappy or salesy? right there in that call how do you pivot to a to a sales conversation freaking awesome question so here's what i what i have a personal belief for me every virtual coffee every one-on-one -on -one is a sales call okay but let me explain this because i'm not purposely sitting down with somebody trying to sell them anything my goal in first and foremost is to see who the hell i can introduce them to what doors can i open up if during the conversation, I find out that they may be a good fit for what I do, I'm going to instantly pivot with permission. So Steve, you know, this is permission-based selling. So I'm going to instantly in the middle of that call, I'll go, you know what? This is supposed to be a get to know you. Let me open doors for you. But I really think I can help your business. Is it okay if we transition and I tell you further about what we could do to help your company and no is 100% okay. You got to put the no is 100% okay in there so you don't get pitch slappy. And then you got to respect that no. If they say no, let's just keep this an introductory one, yada, yada, cool. But if they give you permission to move forward, immediately pivot it into a direct sales conversation and go, what I heard is X, this is how we can solve that for you, right? And that's worked really, really, really well. And when I th pe think people forget it during these virtual coffees is they're sitting down just doing get to know yous, right? Don't do just get to know yous, have a point, open doors. And if they're a fit for you, pivot the conversation and you'll find it works really, really well, Kevin. Yeah, I, I tend to ask lots of questions and because of my personality type, I want to understand how things are working, what they're doing. So, you know, as they are asking me about my business and what I do with uh, in the time on target side with uh, sales and marketing automation, I'll usually be asking them questions about what they're doing with it in their business. So I, when I give examples, I can, I can literally talk to them about, hey, here's, you know, like for you, you said this, you know, here's one of the things that uh, how you could use automation. So I'm now pouring into their business and giving them a ton of information that they can go use. Never once do I bring up price. Never once do I talk about how I can do that for them or, you know, us working together and me being their guy for that stuff. But, you know, if I'm doing it right and I'm pouring into their business and I'm giving them all kinds of information on how they can use my expertise to build their business and be more successful, eventually they're going to pivot the conversation on their own. And they're going to say, all right, so, you know, how what would it look like to actually work with you? Because this is freaking amazing. You've given me so much stuff. You know, what would it look like to actually have you do this? And then I will do that same pivot as Donnie. It's like, you know, I did not come into this meeting to sell you on my services. I just really wanted to get to know you and really, and really help you grow your business. Is it okay if we now kind of have a sales conversation? 
and we talk money and stuff like that because you're that way you're still honoring that whole um that whole the idea of what the meeting was supposed to be otherwise if you don't do that and you just literally jump in once they say well what do it look like to work with you and you literally go into well you know we here's here's my pricing and here's how it works and all that stuff and they buy after the meeting they might look back and say what just happened I literally thought this was going to be a networking thing. And now I just signed up to be, have this person do email marketing for me for the next six months. What, what the F yeah, right. <laughs> so you, you need to let, you need to get them to say, yes, please. Let's talk. Let's have this conversation. I so want to talk about this right now because now you're off the hook. Now they're going to feel good with the conversation they're about to have. Uh, and it's going to end a lot better than if you go pitch without the permission, because here's what happens if you pitch without permission, they're going to go back to the person that made that introduction say, who the hell did you just introduce me to? He came in and he literally just pitched me and tried to close me on email marketing. Please don't introduce me to any more of your friends. Yeah. Yeah. So to add in, I mean, the key to this guys is you've got to go in this without the expectation of selling a damn thing. It's a sales call, but you're going in. Can I disqualify this person from working for me for sure? Can I introduce them to somebody? Can I give them enough value where they go, holy shit, I really want to learn more about this. And I really want to understand how we could potentially work together. But whenever they make that move, that's the moment you got to get permission to transition the call. And if you don't get that permission, you're going to have everything Kevin said of the backlash, the pissed offness and everything else. And they're going to tell everybody you fucking pitch slapped them. So great question, bud. Let's move it over to Nicole Bernardo. Hello, my name is Nicole Bernardo, and I'm the owner of Cornerstone Virtual Partners. And my question is, what is the best way to find and connect with my ideal client? Mm, I love this. Great question. So. Um, what we've found a lot recently is, and I'm just of this philosophy that broke people play on on Facebook, people with money play on LinkedIn, right? So if you want broke entrepreneurs and business owners, go play on Facebook. If you want business owners uh, and entrepreneurs that have money, go play on LinkedIn. The, the thing I'm most fascinated with right now is the groups in LinkedIn are a prime prospecting ground. So in LinkedIn, you can actually go type in, you know, groups, whatever your industries are, you're going after, and you can even get specific to cities uh, in those groups. And while in those groups, uh, you can literally uh, go through and message anybody else that's a member of that group on a free account, and it doesn't cost you a freaking dime. So it just says, hey, you're both a member of XYZ group, and now you can start conversations. What we're telling everybody in SCN is use SCN as your leverage point to get the conversation started. So you can literally say, hey, Joe, I'm a member of SCN, insert your city, and we are a primarily B2B focused networking group that specializes in manufacturing, distribution, IT, and we are looking for people specifically in your industry that would make sense for us to invite and have visit. The great thing about do, using SEN as that initial reach out is you're not saying, hey, Joe, I do X, Y, Z. I see you're in that industry, my ideal prospect. You're reaching out using SEN as that buffer point to get them to connect with you. If they connect with you, invite them to the group. What a great way to get introduced for somebody over time is to spend some time with them uh, in a group. So we found the LinkedIn groups are fantastic. I would also tell you public speaking where your ideal audience is, is the most masterful thing. And then a third thing I would add in there is getting on podcasts that are specifically targeted to your industry and teaching them all the knowledge and the things you have. Kevin? Uh, yeah, you've taken all the good ones. So, um, yeah, LinkedIn is is really key, and I I still really love LinkedIn, even though it's become a cesspool for really bad pitches and 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 cold calling. Like um, literally yesterday, we're working on the Monday lives, and we're trying to figure out what's going to be a pitch slap. And I literally went, "Well, shit, I got the pitch slap because I got one right there as we were freaking yeah. working on one." So. But, you know, for me, I think it's still a really awesome way to connect. And when I am 
reaching out to someone that I want to connect with because they are an ideal client for me. Uh, they are a potential person who can introduce me to my ideal clients. I, I literally, I, I don't do the standard, Hey, I think it'd be great to connect or, you know, LinkedIn said we should be connect. We should connect because, you know, we have mutual friends. I don't do any of that. Uh, I will actually go in and find something that they posted. And I'll find comments that they made and find something that's like, oh, that, that was pretty smart. That was kind of genius. Uh, and I'll reference it. Hey, I saw this comment you made on so-and-so's post about this. And I thought it was really cool. And I'd love to connect. Uh, and, I, and I just leave it really open like that. And there's no, hey, I'd love to talk to you about, uh, you know, uh, email marketing or how you can leverage this or none of that stuff. I, I just like, hey, you said this and I, was really, I really liked it. Let's, let's connect. So that's how I do it on LinkedIn when I want to grow my contact list. And then I will wait for them and I'll post for them to post more stuff. And then I'll reply to it. It's like, oh, cool. Hey, and then I'll ask and I'll get them so they can explain more and they can keep putting their ideas out. Uh, and so they continue to look better on the platform. Uh, podcasts are amazing. That was a big thing for me. I've actually had people like, yeah, I heard you on such and such a podcast. I'm like, Oh, people actually listen to these. Uh, this is awesome. Uh, so, you know, podcasts are cool. And the cool thing about podcasts is that they're actually going to help you figure out how to tell your story. And Dottie told me this before I got on my first podcast uh, and I and I listened to him, but I, I didn't really believe him. Uh, and then I started going on podcasts and making appearances and I'd be telling the story and uh the uh, the uh, the announcer or the the announcer uh, the the host the host the host use, use your words Kevin <laughs> the host I I used a word it just wasn't the right word uh, the the host would be like oh tell me more about that and so I started understanding the parts of my story that were resonating with people and I was able to start really focusing on how I highlighted those and every time a post would or a host would find a new thing that they wanted to talk about. That would be a, a reminder for me. So I started really listening and figuring out how the host was reacting. And that was now guiding how I was telling my stories and the things I was talking about, because I knew I would get the right reaction. So, you know, when you use podcasts, just don't go on to them to be on them. Uh, make sure you're going on and you're afterwards, you're thinking about, all right, so what were the things we got talked about and that they really nerded out on? Because uh, that's going to be really key. And that's going to be something you're going to want to look at. How do you add that into your marketing uh, messaging in general? How do you utilize that on social media for posts and different co uh, communications? So the podcasts are huge. Yeah, yeah, they've they've worked wonders. And it's amazing if people just freaking listen to me every once in a while. Good shit comes out of my mouth. It's crazy. Let's go with Leela Smith. Hey y'all, my name is Leela Smith, owner of Etta and Associates Insurance Agency. And my question is, with all the networking that everybody's doing and the follow-ups and having the conversations, how do you keep everything in order, specifically with those folks that you want to continue and grow relationships with and also potentially do business with? Uh, so we, two ways we do. One, uh, we use Entreport, which is our biggest, baddest CRM that we use. But we just also started using Monday.com and their lowest tier version of their CRM. It's the stupidest, simplest freaking CRM I've ever played with. And uh, it, you can make it to fit. I mean, literally, you got three guys that don't like tracking stats and sales and everything. And all three of us are now in there tracking stats and sales and stuff. So um, but it's really, really simple. All we're doing is we're putting the we put the person's name what activity we did so we're using linkedin for all of our reach outs and things like that and we're put on there and it literally says you know we reached out they responded we invited whatever the next thing and it's all just quick drag and drop boxes stupid 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 simple so what i would tell you is have your big main crm that you keep everything in and then keep your more prospecting kind of tracking stuff in a secondary crm that when they're ready to move into the bigger program, you can automatically upload them into the system. But Kevin's going to handle this one better. <laughs> so, yeah. So Entreport is our, our marketing automation tool. So we purposely don't add any of the leads in there because we don't want to accidentally email them stuff 
from our permissive system where they is like, oh, I don't want this stuff. And they then they block us because that affects our deliverability. So we keep them out of there specifically. So, uh, you know, Monday, we basically have set up like a spreadsheet. Uh, so you can totally use just a Google sheet or an Excel spreadsheet. And you just list out your partners and the people you're doing virtual coffees with and people you're interacting with. And you can, you know, hey, uh, you can set up a column for last time you met, next time you're meeting, uh, to-dos, next steps, uh, notes. You can every everything right there. So it's really simple to use. Uh, before I started using Entreport as kind of my central place uh, for everything, uh, I would I did the same thing in Zoho, my CRM, because uh, the actual CRMs are designed more so for doing that. Um, and you can put in your leads and then you can set up, Hey, my next task is I need to do this. Now you have your to-do list and your, all your info right there and you can log everything. So it, but the key is you got to find the one that works for you. Some people are absolutely good working in a tool like Zoho or pipe drive or something like that. Other people just want a spreadsheet. Uh, some people do notes on a tablet yet, you know, but you got to find the process that works for you. But the key things you need to track are who it is, the last time you talked, next time you have scheduled to talk, and then what are the next steps? What needs to get done? Uh, otherwise, you're going to look back it's like, oh, I haven't heard from this person for a while. I'm meeting with someone tomorrow that uh, we've kind of been working on what our referral relationship is going to look like. And I'm like, oh, I do not remember what uh, we're supposed to be talking about. Uh, because it's been a couple months since we've chatted. Now I got to go back and figure, look in my notes and see where I put all that stuff and figure out what exactly we're going, what's going on tomorrow. But so, but you got to keep those notes and then you have to look at them. That is the other key thing. You just can't have this really cool spreadsheet where you keep all this stuff. If you don't then use it afterwards and say, all right, so what do I need to do? Where are we at? You know, you can do some color coding on it. It's like green, I've taken care of it. Red, you know, it's been, you know, it's, I'm two weeks late, you know, whatever it is, you, you know, you actually then have to use that information. Good stuff. All right, Mr. Franco. Hey guys. Um, I'm the CEO of Brave Healer Productions. We publish for holistic health and wellness professionals. I've got a two-parter for you guys. Something that happened just yesterday. This is so perfect. She um, always, have you noticed, Donnie? She always comes to the table with two-part questions. Yes. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> This one was complicated and I hadn't, it was a first time for me. So about 15 minutes into the 30 minutes I knew that we had, I figured out that the guy was a gatekeeper for the guy I really needed to talk to. So part one in the question is, is there a way that you guys figure that out ahead of time and work around it? Or, I mean, I won the test and I got the conversation with guy number two. So that's cool for me, but man, it's just a waste of time and I don't want to waste my time anymore, you know? So that's part one. Cool. So for me, it's very much like somebody, I reach out to be on a podcast and they're like, Hey, we're going to do a pre-interview. No, I'm out. I don't have time to do a damn pre-interview. Let's get to it. Um, so the, the first thing I would tell you is now, as I continue to move on, I try and get a little bit more tough on who I'll actually meet with. So even if I get introductions, I'm going to go research the background of the individual before I say hundred percent yes to that first meeting. And I'm going to oftentimes can, so two people will make an introduction to me. I will oftentimes connect with the person they introduced me to in another thing. And I will ask, Hey, I love the fact that we were introduced. What do you think will come out of us grabbing that virtual coffee or what are we going to going to accomplish on that call? And what I found in there is if there's a gatekeeper moment, they're going to tell you right then and there that their job is to screen this conversation out for the next person. So oftentimes I'll still take the call because I now know how, what I'm going to do to figure out who else they're gatekeeping for, not just the one person. Cause likely they're they got a couple people they're doing this for. So, but I'm going to go into the conversation a different way and I'm going to go straight around the person to the person I need to get to, because now I know the main target. I like that yeah. question. That's perfect. Yeah. And, and I think you need to look at if you get, um, 
set up with a gatekeeper. You can't necessarily look at it as wasting your time because as, as you go bigger in the business world, the, the key decision makers have figured out how to insulate themselves so that they, cause they know their time is precious and they, they have the same amount of time as we do to get their stuff done. So they want to, they're protecting their calendar, just like Donnie and I do a lot now. So, you know, they're going to have those key people doing that. So sometimes that, that is how you get to them. Unless you have a contact that you share that can do a personal introduction and say, Hey, Donnie, you really need to meet with this person to get them to take that immediate call. So, you know, in sales, I had to do that all the time. I'd have to meet with like a, a chief information officer or a chief tech officer before I could get to the CEO who actually controlled the money and was going to make the decision. I had to get that key advisor on my side to say, yeah, we totally need to do stuff with Kevin because he's badass uh, because they had a say in the decision-making process. It wasn't just letting me into the door to the CEO. They were actually vetting if what I said would actually help their, their organization. So sometimes those calls are really key. Plus, that's another person in your network. You know, if they're working with that high level of an individual helping protect their calendar, who else are they interacting with? You know, who is that CEO or that decision maker having meetings with that is also interacting with this person? That now can potentially, if they get to know and like and trust you, can say, oh, you got to meet this badass Laura DeFranco. She would totally be able to help you with some stuff. You know, and they're, they're going to be able to start making introductions for you as well. So, you know, it's not always a waste of time. It's just a different type of opportunity. But the key is understanding that that's the opportunity you're walking into. Cool. And what's the second part? I like that perspective. That's definitely the case in this case is I, I was grateful for the meeting overall. Part two was uh, he obviously was trained well and was asking a lot of great questions and I could barely get a question in, in, in reciprocation because y'all have trained me well. I want to know about him too. And I want to know what doors I can open up for him. But what do you do about people who don't even let you get a chance to do that? It was nuts. I had to interrupt. Yeah. So that, that's the move is the interrupt. I will literally, if they're coming at me and they're taking over the conversation, I'm like, hold on. I can't understand how to answer your questions unless I know what the background here and why I'm answering them. So do me a favor. Let's do this. My phrase, let's do this is my quick command of the conversation, which really transitions it. Well, why don't you tell me about me and tell me about you, how you got where you are, and then what you hope to get out of this as we move forward. And then I will pause and shut up. And they say, no, 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 no. I'm like, no, no, I'll tell you my story. And I will plant my feet and say, I'll tell you my story. But so I know how to position myself. I need you to go first. Okay. And just that, that phrase, let's do this, interrupts the thing. Because now it says, hey, we're fixing to have a different kind of conversation. And that's worked really, really well for me. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much the exact same process. You know, I usually do the, you know, hey, I love talking about myself and I can totally do this, but I really came to this meeting because I wanted to understand about you and we get to know you as well. So, and then we go into the let's do this type piece. Yeah. So, you know, it's literally, you have to interrupt and say, hey, this isn't the meeting I expected. Uh, I am totally cool answering your questions, but can we need to shift the 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 atmosphere in here a little bit. We need to shift the environment that we're having this conversation in because I'm afraid we're going to leave and both of us aren't going to be happy with the outcome. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Let's move over to uh, Amanda. Good morning. My name is Amanda Costura. I'm the founder and president of the nonprofit Carb Your Own Path. Uh, we provide holistic mental health and wellness services and education. Uh, I totally agree on the introducing and making connections first as the primary way, you know, to build business. Um, and for me, that's been a reason that many folks stay top of mind for me is because they are master connectors, as I would identify them. What are other things that you've noticed throughout your experience or reasons that people stay top of mind for other folks? So uh, it can be simple things. It can be, you know, they're a part of some sort of nonprofit and you introduce people. So they, maybe they sit on a board for another nonprofit or something. You introduce people to that. You find out that they're part of other associations or 
other things are involved with. You go to one of their events as their guest. Um, so, but introductions are always going to be the best way to stay top of mind. Uh, handwritten notes go a long way uh, out of the blue. Just drop a handwritten postcard or a note. Somebody in SCN just sent me a handwritten note the other day. And I was like, holy shit, that was actually kind of cool. Um, you know, so it's the little things. Send them a freaking greeting card on a day they wouldn't get it, like Groundhog's Day. Send them a greeting card. Say happy Groundhog's Day. Just random things that that get, get and keep you out there. Taylor Merritt uh, from the Avalon Connections group, um, she literally sent Donnie and I little uh, Christmas tree ornaments. His was a Harry yeah, Potter I, one. Uh, mine is, I, I have mine back there too. Mine was yeah. a Boba Fett from Star Wars one with a handwritten note. She's like, saw these, yeah. I thought they're cute, thought of you. I want to thank you for everything you've done to help us with our business. And, you know, that was really important. But the key way that you stay top of mind for someone else is you need to keep them top of mind for you. And you have to be putting them out there uh, because if the more you're saying, hey, I got this person I want to introduce you to. Hey, I know you're involved with this and I've met so-and-so. Uh, hey, I'm doing this thing. I'd love to have you a part of it. The more you are thinking about them and asking them a ton of questions and getting them involved and, and getting them in front of people, they're going to naturally just keep thinking about you because you are doing so much for them. Uh, so to keep the other person, you know, to, to stay top of mind for them, you got to keep them top of mind for you. You can't just meet with them once and say, all right, so now you, you need to be sending me introductions. You need to be in there. You know, kind of got to kind of be in their face. Oh, awesome. Carolina. As she good morning. Good go. morning. Yes. Good morning. Carolina Martin, owner of the Bomb Parties, connecting people through the creative process. My question, Donnie, is um, I have learned and still learning to function on LinkedIn, but I've been talking with people about Alignable as a separate, and some say much people respond more quickly on there. What are your feelings about Alignable? So I have a hate-hate relationship with Alignable, but I know several people who actually really love it and found a whole lot of success. Like I know Keith has personally found a lot of success on Alignable. I just don't have time to dish through all the MLMers and network marketers and direct sales folks and the like. I just don't have time to deal with it. So if you're willing to go like you're going to a Goodwill store and dig through the shit piles to find the one hidden gem, like the one T-shirt that's worth millions of dollars in a pile of 3,000 T-shirts, it's good. Um, I would tell you that... If you really want Alignable to be successful, grab time with my brother Keith and have him show you how he works it because I'm pretty sure he uses the private groups and such and finds a lot of gems in there. Cool. So, cool. Thanks. Let's move on to David Visco and then we can get this thing wrapped up today. David, throw your question out, brother. Hey, everybody. Uh, great session, guys. Uh, David Visco here from Your Business Made Easy. I'm a profit acceleration strategist that helps six-figure service businesses get to seven figures without spending more on advertising or marketing. And my question is, you know, there's so many different social platforms out there, right, that we're told to show up on, just like Alignable, SCN Online, which is the best of them, uh, LinkedIn, various groups and whatever. How do you suggest that we stand out in such a busy field such that we actually get that conversation that we're looking to have? Yeah. So I'm so stoked. I'm fixing, we're fixing to interview Leah Turner on our podcast, which is one of the biggest LinkedIn influencers I know. And she did the most brilliant thing in the world that I'm going to tell all of you guys to actually do. She built a LinkedIn following up towards of almost 180,000 people following her on LinkedIn. Okay. The uh, just brilliant. She was at about 150, 160,000 followers before she even attempted another social media platform. But when she went from 150,000 followers on LinkedIn and went over to Instagram, she just posted on LinkedIn, hey guys, I'm starting an Instagram account and boom, boom, it blew up. Then she said, hey, I'm going to freaking uh, Twitter. And, uh, you know, I won't say 150,000 people followed her on Twitter, but it was no shabby thing that all those people followed her. So I would tell you to honestly turn off the damn noise 
pick one platform, make that your main platform and go all the fuck in on it. Kevin. Yeah. And, and then you have to share that you have to, when you are on a podcast, that has to be your go-to for people to connect with you when you are doing uh, workshops live, you know, wherever you are going out there where people are seeing your content, you have to be pushing that one, that one uh, profile. Uh, and driving people to it. it. It can't be, here's here's 10 different ways that you can connect with me because it's going to be overwhelmed for people and it's going, they're not going to pick any of them. So, uh, you know, usually when I jump, when I'm on a podcast, the way I, I give them LinkedIn uh, and then I also give them the free gift where they can text it and get into my world directly that way, where then I can send them more ways to follow us and do stuff with us. Uh, the, but I'll even then I will send it out one at a time. It's like, hey, follow me on my podcast. Hey, go follow me here. Uh, so they don't aren't feeling like they have to go to multiple things to do it all at once. So, you know, pick that one, but then get it out there everywhere. It needs to be whenever you're doing an appearance somewhere that has to be on the screen, link, you know, at Kevin E. Snow, uh, LinkedIn, you know, whatever it is that has to, you, you have to make it prominent. That's it. That's it. So guys, we're going to wrap it up there. This has been a lot of fun. It's the first time doing this, and I think it went pretty damn well. So thank you guys for all the questions. Uh, if you guys are listening or watching this uh, and you want to check out one of our groups, just go to successchampionnetworking.com and you can request to visit one of our chapters out there and see all the cool things that we're, in, we're into. So as always, wherever you're listening to this at or watching to this, please leave us a review. Uh, those reviews, those five-star ratings and a review out there, man, they do so much for us, helping us trying to find more audience, more listeners uh, and the things on there. So leave us a five-star rating, leave us a review on there uh, with po uh, Apple Podcast and Spotify being the biggest one. Make sure you subscribe to us on wherever you're listening to this. And as always, love you, mean it. See you, bye. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yet they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So Come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com. Go visit one of our peer groups. And let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.